Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. In the book of Ephesians, I want to direct your attention this evening. We want to welcome everybody that is here. Those of you that are with us online, thank you for being a part of our MPC worship experience wherever you are. Amen. You go to our website, learn more about us, but uh, we're delighted that everybody is here. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 8. Ephesians 5 and verse number 8. For ye were sometimes darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Proving what is, I've been hearing about that for the last few services. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light whatsoever doeth make manifest is light wherefore he saith arise thou that sleepest Rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See in them, see then, that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. Amen. That's what I want to talk to you tonight about, redeeming the time. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the truth. Oh, Heavenly Father, I stand in this message tonight in the need of your help, the need of your anointing to deliver what you have placed upon my heart tonight. May it, Lord Jesus, serve your people, feed your people, Lord God, that they would grow and that we would multiply as a people, Lord, and multiply as a church. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. amen. The Lord bless you. Redeeming the time. Time is a particular and unique commodity that we all trade upon. Time doesn't care how much money you got in the bank. Time doesn't care what order of social status you come from. Time doesn't care if you're white, black, brown, yellow. Time doesn't care if you live in the United States or you live in Asia. Amen. Time is a commodity that we all have the same amount of. Sometimes I wish that I had more time in a day. Amen. But I don't know that it would even benefit because it would just be more to do. Somebody say, I know that's right. 
The Ecclesiastes preacher says that time and chance happen to us all. Amen. We all deal with this thing called time. Time can either be an asset or time can be an unkind foe. It matters how we run time, how we do time, how we spend our time, how we manage our time. Everyone faces these tiny temporal parts of life. Amen. For little Georgia, time is really moving slow. Because right now, she is just how many weeks old? Five weeks old. So she's just, just been here for a little time. But to her, that's a long time. To these girls around here, uh, to these young children around here, like Adeline. Adeline has, is a young child, but you know she's only lived a certain portion of her life. She's got a whole life to live Think about those that are 40 years old that are among us. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Uh, think about those uh, that are the 40-year-olds and the 50-year-olds and those that have lived. We've lived a long life, so time now is moving a lot faster for us than it is for Adeline. The older you get, the timer it just seems to move fastly. <clears throat> Amen. But man's entire existence is related to time. To us, there is always a beginning and an ending of something. God has given us this valuable commodity, but we need to take care of it. Again, Ecclesiastes says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. We are seeing uh, just, just over the last few weeks how that we go from uh, uh, fall into winter and then we will go from winter into spring and then spring into summer. It is time. Amen. Uh, I so enjoyed being able to sit down with uh, Brother Reveille, who, uh, quite frankly, his, his uh, mind is way beyond my pay grade. But when we sit down and talk to him, he uh, uh, has a, a great knowledge of different things. And we got to talking about time, and he spoke about uh, time dilation. Time dilation is a difference in the elapsed time between two different clocks, either due to them having a velocity relative to each other or there being a gravitational potential difference between their locations. I started looking all this stuff and reading this in, on the internet and Wikipedia and everything, and I just realized it was just like, foom, foom, foom over my head. But what they have used to help us understand time dilation is that you, you, you could take uh, the, the time measured between two clocks. For, for instance, you would have two twins that are born on earth. One of them is left here on earth with a clock and then one of them is put in a rocket ship and this is all science speak and, and uh, physics speak and, and the other is put in a rocket ship that flies at the speed of light. And because when you get to the point of speed of light, time begins to slow down, they tell us. 
by their calculation. Time begins to slow down. And so if that person goes at a certain distance and you can read this all, look at this all up for yourself and read it and study it. It's in a very interesting, but again, it was over my head. And so when, when that person would come back, that one twin that was in the light speed rocket ship would come back at that, that, that period of time, then the one on earth would be 200 years older and the one that had just gone and come back in the speed of life would only be a year old, older. I don't understand that. But I, I trust Dr. Reveille when he talked about time. He said that time has a certain elasticity to it. And time can bend as Albert Einstein's theory of relativity began to come to the place where you, where you learn these kinds of things about these clocks moving and time moving and, and, and all of this. I want to tell you that if that is true, then there are certain things about time that we can step out of and into in the Hour that we live in. Let me shift gears. I want to talk to you about I talked to you about dilation and I talked to you about time. Now I want to talk to you about tidal waves. Tsunamis, tidal waves. I don't know if you remember a few years ago when Japan had a tidal wave and, and how what causes a tidal wave is that there is an opening in the earth underneath the sea. There is an opening, there is an earthquake and, and the rocks begin to shift and they can spew up rock out of uh, rising out of the depths and it begins to lift the waves. At the point of which that earthquake takes place, the wave doesn't necessarily seem to be so high. But as it continues, and it can continue to travel for thousands of miles. It will continually get bigger and bigger until it comes to the shore that it rises upon and it will flood it with a tidal wave, a tsunami. And we know that there in Japan, thousands upon thousands were killed as that tidal wave came in and it, and, and it not only comes in, but it goes back out and carries everything back out with it. It's a devastating thing. A tidal wave is a devastating thing. I researched and come to uh, realize that the largest, uh, largest tidal wave that they've ever had recorded, the wave raised 1,700 feet in the air. It literally changed the landscape of Alaska. While it hit a place that was not populated, rather it just changed. It would move entire forest right out and then carry it out and it just left it bare and bald. This thing called a tsunami, a tidal wave. Amen. But the earthquake is what causes. There's a shift way down deep. There's a shift way down deep and it begins to move and it begins to cause this, this rumbling that happens on the surface. Are you with me? I want to I wanna tell you today that we are experiencing a tsunami of cultural change in our world. But at the core of it is not the wave itself, but rather the opening of the darkness, the opening of the abyss, if you please. Darkness, the Bible says here that we were sometimes darkness, but now we're the children of light. We need to wake up, arise, awake thou that sleepeth. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. You need to walk circumspectly. You need to be aware of this. Don't be as fools, Paul said, but wise redeeming the time. Once we're ruled by darkness, 
once we rule by the depths of hell, once we were ruled by that which is shifting. But the Bible tells us, don't have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. I don't know about you, but I feel sometime like Lot that was vexed with the filthy conversation of Sodom. It is like you see before us a tidal wave of cultural change. It used to be that the love songs were just simply like in the 50s, a very uh, kind and considerate love song that was something anybody could sing. But now we find that there are those that are singing songs that are full of vulgarity, full of, of cussing and swearing and, and degrading women and profanity and filth. And now it's mainstream. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel like a, a tidal wave is coming. A tidal wave is on its way. I, I wonder about, about our children sometime that's going to be raised in a culture that knows, never known, that it was illegal for someone to be married who was the same sex. children raised in a culture what has happened is hell began to quake and hell began to shake the Bible speaks about hell enlarging itself hell is moving and stirring I believe that we're seeing it right now because the coming of the Lord is very soon I believe we're seeing it right now because Jesus amen is moving as well that the angels of glory are moving as well I'm about to feel my help come but in this particular age, he said, don't have any fellowship with it, but rather reprove it. Turn it back. Turn it back if you please. But he said, you got to wake up knowing that. Amen. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, media people. I'm going to bounce around so y'all just ride with me tonight, okay? Don't you love our media people? Hallelujah, Romans 13, 11. Paul said to the Romans, said, knowing the time, and now it is high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Somebody say, that's true. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness. Somebody say, title wave, not in the tidal wave of rioting, not in the tidal wave of drunkenness, not in the tidal wave of chambering strife and envy, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Amen. To fulfill the lust thereof. But what did Paul say to the church at Ephesus? He said, you need to redeem the time. Because the days are evil. I begin to study this word redeeming from its Greek original text. The word means to make wise and sacred use of every opportunity for doing good so that zeal and well-doing are as it were the purchase money by which we make time our own. Straight from Strong's. I didn't get that off of some kind of fly-by-night radio preacher on the internet. Straight from Strong's, authoritative definition to this word. To make wise and sacred use 
redeeming the time to make wise and sacred use of every opportunity for doing good so that zeal and well-doing are as it were the purchase money by which we make the time our own. To redeem the time means all you Christmas shoppers, all you shoppers, period, that love going shopping. It would mean that you would walk into Walmart and you had enough money to redeem everything in the store. It's not just purchasing one thing, but rather it's redeeming the entire store. It's going in and buying the entire store. Get you some, a semi, two or three, and carry it out with you. But you got enough money to walk into the store and buy it out. Redeem the time. Make every opportunity, every opportunity to redeem the time. Somebody say hallelujah. I got to redeem the time. What is he talking about here? What we, do we do in the days of evil? We redeem the time. What do what we do when the, the tsunami of cultural uh, 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 immorality is coming down upon us and pressing upon us in such a great way? We need to make our time count. Don't waste time but redeem time take advantage of every opportunity that God has given us for redeeming the time means that we don't squander our opportunity that God has placed in our hands but we say we're going to avail ourselves of this moment we're going to avail ourselves of this time we're going to take this time and we're going to make wise use of it and we're going to redeem it Take advantage of every opportunity, every opportunity to bring hope and build lies. Seize your moment to employ every tool, every talent at your disposal to do everything you can with everything you've got. Amen. To redeem the time. We must make uh, the way we do ministry effective. We must not waste or squander any talent, any ability that is in these pews. We must not waste or squander any of your uh, ability or time that you have for potential. Amen. Don't feel for one moment you're just sitting in the pew waiting for your future. Amen. That's wasting time. But if you can just see for a moment and roll back time for a moment, just for a moment of time dilation, if you can move into an arena where time amen begins to slow down, you can see that God said, I know the plans I have made for you. I know the plans I have made made for you you did not come to this place just to fold your hands and sit on your hands and just simply say I'm marking time I'm marking time he didn't call us to necessarily mark time he said redeem time matter of fact Paul said it in another place in Colossians 4 and 5 walk in wisdom toward them that were without redeeming time but pastor there is a tsunami facing us pouring on us such as we have never seen before what are we going to do 
I want to read, please stay with me. In Isaiah chapter 59, I want to walk through this whole chapter. I'm going to read through it just for a moment. It talks about Israel and in their plight as they were away and rebelling from God. It was as if the ground shifted and, 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 and evil began to pour out. Notice that he said in verse 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. God begins to tell us from the very outset I got this I can help you I'm not so weak but I'm not so frail that I cannot help you do you believe that God can help you do you believe that Paul was in a tsunami and survive do you believe that Peter was in a tsunami crucified upside down and still survived do you believe today that no matter what you go through no matter what you're facing the Lord said that my arm is not short I can reach to where you are I don't care how tall it is I don't care how ominous is. I can reach to where you are. Somebody say, I've got hope. But the Lord said in verse 2, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear and your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. I want to tell you that God is going to judge America and this world for, for, for abortions. He's going to judge this world for abortions because of the blood that we, we have defiled as people, amen, and our fingers with iniquity. And he said, your lips have spoken lies. People just lie about this and lie about that and don't think anything of it. Tsunami, tidal wave coming. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, and in, nor any pleadeth for truth. Can I tell you, where's the truth in politics anymore? Where's the truth? Truth in politics. I'm preaching to you today. Amen. We find that none calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's web. He that eateth of their eggs dieth, and that which is crushed beneath. Uh, out in, into a viper their webs shall not become garments neither shall they cover themselves with their own works their works are works of iniquity the act of violence is in their hand aren't you tired of hearing about shootings here and shootings there aren't you tired about the, the evil and the wickedness like a tsunami that is coming amen and in verse 7 it says their feet run to evil they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their path. Like a tidal wave, wasting, destruction everywhere it goes. And it, I don't want to know, I know, I don't know how it makes you feel, but we've come a long ways from the Beatles. we come a long ways. They're now elevator music. The onslaught has happened. It's like wasting and destruction are in their path. The way of peace they know not, and there's no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know 
peace. And he continues all the way down throughout the next few verses talking about that they have not received judgment. There's no judgment in them. He talks about the oppression that is in their, their voice, the revolt that is in their spirit, the inequity uh, that is in them, uh, a man truth that has fallen from them. But if you would jump to verse 16, and the Bible says, and he saw that there was no man. Who's going to stand in front of the tsunami? Who's the one that's going to stand and turn back a 1700 foot wave of nothing but a destruction and, and, and woe from this world who's that one and wondered that there is no intercessor therefore his arm therefore his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness it sustained him it's talking about the coming the prophetic coming of Messiah he talked about the people of God facing the great destruction facing the problems that he said I look for somebody and there was nobody but I'm going to send somebody I'm going to send somebody I'm going to send somebody and he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak according to their deeds accordingly he will repay fury to his adversaries recompense to his enemies to the isles he will repay recompense So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Then here's the key. Here's the key. Verse 19. When the enemy, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against it. Hell is shaken. Hell is raking and rocking and quaking and spewing out from it all kinds of vile filth. And it has created a tsunami that is coming against the entire world. It's not just going to be about attacking the church. Amen. It used to be that we just saw that they wanted to get prayer out of school. Amen. But now it is just an anti-God movement shaking their fist in God's face. Amen. What's going to stop the oncoming tsunami? Amen. That looks so impending. The Bible says that there is one that is coming who is righteous. There is one who is coming. Amen. Revelation said he saw him riding out of heaven on a white horse. Amen. That there was a, 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 a fire, a flaming sword that come out of him. He was the word of the Lord and he began to devour the enemy. I want to tell you today, lift up your head saints of God. I know this. We will not be sucked in by the tsunami. We will not be sucked in by the tidal wave because there is one waiting. There is one waiting in the wings who said that when the enemy comes in, I will be the standard. I will, have, oh, Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, stop worrying about your future. But we don't just sit back and twiddle our thumbs patty cake, Pentecostal hand claps, eat our fried chicken, put up our feet and go on. There is an ultimate time dilation. An ultimate time dilation. It's known as eternity. Where it didn't just slow down, it stops. 
science fiction talks about time travel and all that, and I don't know about the theory of relativity. I relatively don't understand it. I don't know about that. I ain't got that figured out. But what I did read is a song that we sing around here, Psalm 84 and 10. For the day, a day, a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. Hold on. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked, of wickedness. Jump over to New Testament. Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Well, where do we hear that? Isaiah 59, did we not just hear it? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us who are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, there is a time dilation that happens when you connect and spend time in the presence of the eternal God. Okay, all you Star Wars and Star Trek and future people and and when you get in the presence of the Lord, when I get into the presence of the Lord, he makes one day as a thousand and a thousand as one day. What is he saying? Here's the tsunami, but he is able to go back in time and step in and help me. But he can also go in the future and help me out. So every time I spend in the house of the Lord, every time I spend on my knees in prayer, there is a supernatural connection where God begins to redeem time. Redeem time. How do I redeem time? I don't waste it, yes. I get busy, yes. But one way I redeem time is I pray. And I begin to pray and I'm not wasting time. But rather the Lord is saying, I'm going to take one day and I'm going to spread it out as a thousand. I'm going to use you in such a way that it doesn't matter how big that tsunami is that's coming your way. I can stand against it. But you've got to be willing to redeem the time. I can't afford to sit. I can't afford to sit and wait and twiddle my thumbs while the tsunami is coming. But rather stand up church. Stand up church and say, devil, you can't have my family. You can't have my grandkids. This tide is not going to take me out. It's not going to overwhelm me. I'm going to stand with the standard. I'm going to... I'm going to tell you how you can stand against the tsunami. Is redeem the tide. How much time you spend on your phone? How much time do I spend on my phone? How much time do we spend in front of something that we're watching? Facebook consuming us. All these things are well and good, but they're not going to stop one little ankle wave. But a time in prayer with God.
a time in worship in his presence. Tonight, we weren't just worshiping, but we were rather in a time redeeming process. We were taking advantage an hour with the Lord in prayer will do more good to you than all the efforts, all the counseling, all the things that you could try to do. An hour with God, a minute with God. Amen. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Why? Because they understand the redeeming of time. Stop wasting time. Stop working or worrying about, well, I know next week, next month. What's in your hands? Redeem it. Evaluate your options and look at it and say, I'm going to redeem the time by looking at my neighbor and witnessing to them. I'm going to redeem the time by reaching out and loving the unsaved. Be strategic. with our time, our talents, our abilities. Don't waste it. Here's how we want to move into the new year. It's with the mindset of, oh God, I see the tidal wave coming, but I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm just going to start redeeming more time. I don't know if it'll be in my time or in the next generation, but there will be a day, I believe, where we'll see almost without fail service after service that we're casting devils out of people that have been overwhelmed by the tsunami. I want them free. I want them set free. I want these drug addicts to be delivered by the power of God. Yeah, we'll teach them Bible studies. We'll help them. But I want them delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Do we still believe that is a possibility? Amen. How do we understand that? Because we learn to redeem time. Stand with me, please. We cannot afford to miss any opportunity for revival. We must redeem the time. I am not talking about a revival services. We were listening the other day to, uh, we were going up Saturday, Sister Gill and I and, and David, Brother David went with us, and uh, I pulled out a message my dad preached in 1987 at a building of Better You. I hope I can remember exactly how he said it. He said, we don't need to hold revivals. We need to turn them loose. We don't need just services. We need God moving around in everything we do. How are we going to redeem every ministry? By, by prayer, by being in the presence of the Lord. How are we going to redeem our lost prodigals? By prayer, by being in the presence of the Lord, through worship, through loving God. Because when I begin to worship the Lord, I step into His realm. His realm don't have any time. Come on, tsunami. There's one that can lift up a standard against you. So I'm going to redeem time and call upon Him to do so. Let's love the Lord. Would you come to the front, MPC? Let's redeem time by being in his presence. I can't afford to be looking around, playing tiddlywinks and 
I, 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 I got to redeem the time because the days are evil. I need to redeem the time. I must wake up, be alert, watch, 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 amen, and pray. Seek his face. Hallelujah, because he can turn time. Come on, let's praise him right here. Let's praise him right here. Hallelujah. Oh, let's love him and thank him right here because he is an on-time God, because he is a timeless God, because he is an eternal God. He is everlasting. He is the great I am. He is also the Lord who is and was and is to come. He is the king eternal. Oh, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. Lord, I praise you today. I praise you today. Here's what I want you to do. How many know that we're facing a tsunami? Tsunami of crisis in our world. It's in a mess. Square your shoulders back. God's got this. I said, God's got this. If he can work in Rome, he's got this. If they can have a church in Sardis where Satan's seat was, he's got this. If they can have a church in Babylon, amen, we can have a church in Medora. If, if, if God can move in their life and their families, he's going to move in my family. Amen. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, Cole, you don't have to worry about Georgia if you understand the, the effect of redeeming the time. You don't have to worry about the future of your children, moms and dads, because he's the same God, and he'll bring them through. Praise God. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not when I get everything in order. Now is the time. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Lord. We praise you today. Come on and praise him. Lift your voice. Lift your hands. Come on, let's love Messiah who stands by waiting to lift the standard. He stands by waiting to lift the standard for us today. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Oh,